Blog Talk Radio. Real quick, Joppy. It's like this. We remix politics and stand on principle. Be quick in this matrix, it's all so simple. Quicksand street game in a concrete jungle. We spit that heat, man, collect that bundle. Midwest monsters, minister of info. We rap out, get rich, cause all our life we've been po. Taste MCs, won't fold the fumble. We do this for the niggas in the struggle, facing football numbers. Prisoners of war, bringing guerrilla develop. Prisoners of war, bringing guerrilla development. Prisoners of war, bringing guerrilla development. Project Mayhem on some pilot. Dirty shit, fighting like pits against the pigs From ghettos to glory, we rewriting our own story Sometimes it's confusion when we speak of revolution Or breaking mental chains, another word for change We ain't come here for games, you know my name They call me Bebop Fidel, love me or love hell And blessings, love to the people that's listening. BlogTalkRadio.com slash VivaFidel Revolutionary Radio. This is the introduction to the second season. We want to tell y'all right now, as we always do about this time, make sure you check out all of the archived episodes because we got a lot of people that have stopped by on the first season, a lot of people that have given us a lot of wisdom, a lot of resources, a lot of jewels right on this show that you're listening to right now, so make sure you tuned in and make sure you check out the archive episodes because we don't even play. We don't even waste no time. We get right to it. Today is a power episode. As always, we kick it off with a bang. We got my man Chuck on the line right now. You with me, Chuck? Yes, I'm here. Alright. How you feel, brother? I feel alright. How you feel? Man, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I'm 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 pumped. I'm over here having a, a power brainstorm with my brother Fat Brain. My cousin actually, you know what I mean, like just really just, you know, coming up with these plans and mapping out these goals and I'm he just dropped a bomb on me like right before the show started. I'm like, yo, how you gonna do that to me though? Gonna go live, but it's 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 good, brother. Man, introduce yourself to the people, let them know who you are, a little bit about what you do, G. Okay, I'm Charles Johnson. Creative director, a flag, well, creative director and co-founder of Flagship Label. It's an independent, independent, private label clothing collection. We're not a clothing brand; we're a clothing collection. Um, Explain the difference, bro. Okay, the difference, the difference with the brand is they release a lot of product several seasons just ongoing product ongoing product i'm not saying that we don't have the capability to do that but we just like to have our brand limited in so we we basically just drop we drop every season but we drop this special collection okay and what's what's the what's the name of the the collection and and explain to people where they can check it out for anyone that's like online right now may want to see it okay um Actually, this was our debut collection. We just called it our debut collection. Um, they can check it out on www.flagshiplabelmke.com. Um, the brand is up there. It's in the lookbook. Uh, we dropped that 
it's a it's a variety of uh, t-shirts, sweatshirts, and some caps. Um, the brand right now is not available online. You will have to come direct purchase or mail order. I'm sorry of that, but we're just trying to build up our buzz a little more stronger. Yes, we have been in stores, but we're kind of like trying to base our distribution somewhere else now. Okay, okay. So that's that's part of like my next question as far as how you are uh, promoting and distributing the collection and you know what some of the feedback you've got from the people and and like um, you know what sort of direction are you getting from the people as far as how to distribute it and how to uh, build the buzz and, and awareness about your uh, clothing. Okay, um, basically we done built a, a strong network online from Twitter to MySpace to Facebook, even though we don't have a Facebook anymore. But um, yeah, we've been it been a, a whole a global network with us right now. And what I mean by it's been a global network, I have family in Nottingham, um, that's in England. So you know, overseas love, we've been catching mad overseas love. We've been catching plenty of love from people down south and all over. The, I mean, especially the Midwest, we've been get getting a lot of love, love in our hometown meeting artists, you know, we've been distributing our brand through artists and as well through, you know, a lot of the people that hit me up online and they ask for the, ask for where they can catch the collection at. And I just say, hey, you can, I mean, you can send me an email, we can do it through there. So, you know, we've actually been distributing the brand. At first we was in several stores, Moda 3, Flow, these are stores in Milwaukee. Um, and we was in a store in, um, Alabama, but the store wasn't legit, so I don't want to mention the name. And um, but other than that, we were just basically just trying to build the brand up, and we decided we didn't want to be in the stores right now. It wasn't that we didn't want to have that presence; it was just that we wanted to build more of our our street presence, and then we'll go to the retail stores because we just feel like we don't want to just put a brand out in the stores and people really don't have an idea, clue about it. It's a lot of brands that pop up several daily i mean seriously in different stores like i look at the stores that we didn't have our, our brands in and we just see several brands popping up on the consistent different season it's like people don't right. even know the following behind it. and so you right. know I, I really wanted people to really grasp the following behind flagship label and that was the meaning of the blog and you know i've been slacking on the blog due due to school but other than that you know the blog was up there and as well i got my little gallery because i'm doing uh, photo shoot. I mean, I'm doing photography, so you know, basically, I've been posting some of my photo shoots up on the uh, 8285 82 20, I mean, 8285 gallery. That's right on the website. You can go there. Um, basically, we just been building it that way and building it through our college networks and everything. That's positive, bro. That's that's strong right there. Um, give people the website, and that's the same as the blog site. You say, yeah, sir. Okay, so drop that again for the people one time, and, you know, just for anybody tuning in again, let them know who you are and what's going down. Okay. Um, the, the blog and the website is www.flagshiplabelmke.com. Um, my name is Charles Johnson as well. Um, I run a clothing, a, a clothing collection called Flagship Label. It's a limited, limited apparel. Um Basically, I don't want to categorize category us and um, say that we're streetwear or that we're a skater-type brand. I just say that we're a brand for everyone. And as well, um, I would like to give a shout-out to all the uh, MCs that showed us love. Um, 
from a Debsy to Viva Fidel, my, I mean yourself, um, <laughs> mad people, just uh, everyone that didn't show us so much love from um, Young Focus to the Cranberry Show to everyone out here in Milwaukee and people out of town from Batman, Batman VA uh, promoter to a lot of people out there that's showing us love this as well buying clothing. So I would like to uh, just ask everybody to keep supporting us and as well check out our uh, flagship independent radio that's on the site you will hear the music just blasting various artists that pop up randomly you can change go through the songs we adding songs on there so if anybody needs some help getting their word out there if it's good music we will put it up there um and that's about it that's what's Any up more questions so, for you? yeah I, I got some more for you bro um and I appreciate your time, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's definitely important to, to shout out the people and and connect with the people that connect with you and support you on your level. You know what I mean? That's one of the things, like, I recognize about what you was doing out the gate is you was connecting with the people and you was reaching out. And, and in the spirit of cooperation, that's what it takes for all of us to be able to put down all our goals, put down all our, our aspirations and create these different situations for ourselves and for our people, like, on the extended level, you know what I mean? Because we all in this together. So, you know, I appreciate you even shouting everybody out on the show, you know what I mean? Because that's, that's important for the people that support you to just, you know, acknowledge that. And that's, I'm glad I got your time for a second. I hear you multitasking, doing a lot of things, a lot of places for a lot of people, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm just glad to see that you got that much drive and that much focus and uh, in this environment to be able to keep creating and to keep on reaching out and creating them outlets for other people because that's what it's all about, right? You know what I'm saying? That's that's what keeps me excited, just being able to be connected with your connections. So uh, the next question will be another background question about how did you even get started into, you know, wanting to establish your own company, your own brand, you kind of young brother. Okay, um, how how I got started, actually, uh, it's crazy. Um, I was basically, it, we was doing graffiti. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't want to say it, but uh, I used to do graffiti when I was younger and everything. And um, I had got caught one time. And the officer, he didn't, like, he. I mean, being honest, I know this officer to this day. And, like, what's crazy is the officer, like, actually watched me write the whole graffiti in like write my whole tag up there and actually we was starting just starting to put up fsl because we always had fsl and what it meant was forever switching lanes and the reason why we came up with that was just like we always want to be ahead of everybody changing you know whatever we doing you know keeping everything going so like so um basically like the, the cop just let me get away with it he, he stopped me he put me in handcuffs talked to me took me to my house talked to my mom was like Hey, you know this guy got talent. He need to do something. Use it somewhere else. So my so my my whole thing was I was like, okay, I don't know what I'm gonna do with it. You know, I, I kept painting t-shirts, just doing hand paint t-shirts. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You now tuned in to Viva the Revolutionary Radio. That's one of the, that's one of the craziest stories you never hear nowhere else except right here. That's deep, bro. That, that probably don't happen too often in the world. What happened to you? That's part of your story to be able to bring that to light, that lesson, that experience, that that whole understanding. Looking back, like I mean, that's that's pretty deep, bro. I never even knew that myself. That's that's deep. And we gotta make sure that that is part of 
the lesson and the vision shared, you know, with the people. Yeah, because, it is. You know, that's that, awesome. That, yes, sir. Yes, it is. You're not lying, sir. So, so when you got into so when you got into that, and that light bulb went off into your head, and you said, "Wait, let me do what?" I said, "I'm gonna." I said, actually, I'm gonna be honest. It took me again, one more time. I'm gonna be honest with you. It took me again to say, "Hey, I was at school. Like, I was tagging up some walls. Um, I met this one guy, um, and he introduced me. Basically, well, this this is my best friend still, Brian. I mean, well, he introduced me to my business partner, but Derek Thompson. He introduced me to um, Brian Pierce, and basically, once I met him, we just started saying, "Hey, let's let's create another outlet with doing it." So, what we was, so what I did was, I said, "Hey, let's create some T-shirts." I create. I was doing it on my own at this time. We had kind of fell out, of, not fell out, but we kind of like lost contact with each other. So I said, "Hey, I can't do graffiti out here no more because basically, Mons was tripping and she was like, oh, you steady coming in like this. You're not listening. You're not getting your hair right.' So I said, "Okay, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna take this to T-shirts." So what I did was I went to go get some paint and some markers, but I didn't know what I was doing at that time. I just was going to get markers and just regular paint. I didn't know nothing about fabric paint, none of this, and this was before I actually knew about Miss King. Miss King was doing their thing, but I was just, like, basically putting graffiti on shirts, not drawing no, like, images and nice stuff. I was just doing graffiti on shirts. So I took from then... I said, let me keep doing this. Let me do this. It started looking nice. A couple people said, hey, let me get one of them shirts. Let me get one of them shirts. But I was just doing it all for free. Just doing it all for free. Just giving it out to people because it was my graffiti. And it was your love. That's right. Yeah, and it was what I loved. So it was like, I was just giving it out to people for free. I was like, you you get the shirt. At first, I was even buying the shirt. But then that got a little special. So I was like, hey, you get the shirt. uh, I'll do it for you. So I was doing jackets, all this little different whatnot. Then I ended up catching seeing Miss King before they even blew it. I seen about them in like, it was some underground magazine and I caught it from actually one of my friends and I seen about it, I'm like, what's this they doing? And I liked it, it caught my attention. I'm not even gonna lie, it caught my attention. I said, hey, I could do that. But I wanted to do different things. I wanted to do like characters that was already out here and transform them. And that's basically how we started Flagship Label. So to make a long story short, I was like, hey, Boom, let's let let's start doing these characters, blah blah blah. Me and my girlfriend, actually the one I'm still with now, and um, actually she was just picking out little uh, crazy characters. She would say, "Do this," and then I'd be like, "All right, I'm gonna add this to it," and I add this to it. Then I was putting it on stars, but then I took it from that level. I met back up with Brian Pierce. We decided we sat down. He seen some of the work I was doing. That's when I was working on this brand called Coins Exclusive, and. We, we said, okay, let's sit down. Let's talk about what we really want to do. I said, okay. Uh, we decided let's come up with Flagship Label. We came up with Flagship Label. The reason with Flagship Label is because if anybody got any military history, even not military history, even in the music game, Flagship is the first. Like LL Cool J, he's the flagship artist. He was, let me, let me correct that, was the flagship artist of Def Jam. And, like, the flagship... The actual dictionary meaning is a flagship. It's the ship that leads a, f- a fleet of ships that, bear- that buries the flag. And so that's basically what we wanted to do in this fly- in, in this clothing game, in this fashion whole network, because it seemed like every brand was doing everything the same, like Rockerware was doing kind of what Air Hardy was doing with the skeletons and bones, and everybody was just kind of following the trends and wasn't nobody trying to actually put out messages and put out, like, 
things that'll make you feel good and want to wear the brand. Other than just, okay, this is a label and this is the design that everybody else wears. Or, or this is the affiliation. This is who is, is co-signed or sponsored by. Yes, the face, yes. The face of it. Right. I got you. Yes. So, so it's that, so, that individuality is, is important to your company and important to your 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 passion. Yes. Yeah, because it came from a passion, so it's important for your 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 brand to be uh, distinct, but also something from the heart, and that's that's also like what I want you to keep touching on, like you know, explain to the people how that how that is the drive in the business, and how that is the framework to keep you know to keep what you're doing going and growing, and explain how it's growing and what you got going on in the future. Okay, um, actually, how we've been keeping the same drive and the same passion going is by continuous drawing. Being honest, I haven't touched too many designs lately, being honest, but my business partner been doing it now. I, we, we, it's, it's, it's a whole team partnership. It's being, just me and him right now. But the whole thing is I come up with a concept. I may just sketch it up. He end up coming up with some design. I mean, designing it by taking my little sketch, flipping it, putting it into something else, and we just been doing everything hand-drawn. And the reason why we wanted to do it hand-drawn is because we wanted to have our our own individuality in it, like you was just stating. And it, it's just being honest, we didn't want nobody actually having their hands on into it. And that's kind of why we stepped out of the like the store market right now, because we wanted to basically get everyone to feel how what we're doing and, and to understand it's just not like we we're only drawn. I mean, like that's the only the only option we have to draw the clothes. We have other options. We can do Photoshop. Yes, I know how to do Photoshop, but it, it's not your individuality. That's what everyone else is doing. And so we wanted to do our own hand-drawn designs, like actually our own handmade stuff. And so like we we actually also, people don't know, we sit here, hundreds of T-shirts. I'm sitting here sewing every tag by hand. The reason why, not because it's not – Oh, to take to nobody. It's because I want to feel that I got the control of my product. Not saying like, oh, I want to control who wear it, who do this, who that, what they do with it. But I want to feel like I know what's going on with my product. Yes, when we get bigger, I may not be able to do that, but I want to supervise, actually have the supervision of watching that because like right now, I didn't put hands on with my brand. So it's not like I'm just some guy that's trying to make millions of dollars and not do it. I'm putting actual time into this. Me, me and my partner, we sit down. We concept these designs. I'm not going to say that um, he, he does some sewing because he's a little lazy on the sewing part. But other than that, we handle everything Don't together. Put it out there. <laughs> so, tell me, so tell me where it's going uh, in the future and what you got coming up, G. Okay. Um, well, what I, what I got going now, what I got going on is basically we trying to take flagship label MKE.com bigger, build it a a more of a global brand itself because that's not for, that's not flagship label. It's not the clothing. It it doesn't represent nothing other clothing. Of course it does because it has the name, but it, it's basically building like this global network with everybody and showing everybody like the lifestyle of how we are and just everything that I, I, I like seeing and not saying glorified, but things I admire and, you know, everything that I, I always had a passion for it. I like to show it to people. Even though, like, I don't do skateboarding no more, um, I still have an active active role in it. And things that we have planned on is to get more people on the team. We want to get involved in the music more as of, you know, helping present artists. Not, You know, we're not a rich company. We're not 
big and nothing, but we trying to actually like put some art dollars even to help some of these artists grow and get the music industry back together. Like because and what what I'm saying is we we know we may not be able to do it all by ourselves, but the whole thing is is people start everyone started seeing that this was another this was a big venture to everything that's out here because I believe the music business so strongly had influence in everything and by us dying, I feel that, you know, like slowly dying is, as a sales and the artists being able to maintain themselves, it's kind of hurting other businesses. And I can go on and on about that. And, yes, but sir. I'm not, yes, sir. But, but yeah, but I'm not going to go on about that. But what I'm saying is flagship level, we have a lot of things planned as well. I'm working on a, a, a brand with a young lady myself, and I just want to keep, I mean, we. I want to let you guys know we got, we got another brand, uh, a brand coming, an actual brand coming, and my partner does have involvement in that. Um, basically, we're just pumping flagship label to keep it going, keep it going, and to be this strong, strong, I, iconic brand, like iconic clothing collection. Let me collect. I mean, correct that. I'm sorry, you all. And That's what it is. You heard it right here first. Viva Fidel Revolutionary Radio. We can go on and on and on with this right here. You listen to my man Charles from Flagship Label. I want you to stay on the line, brother. We also got Brother Jesse coming up shortly, and we're going to keep on dropping the word and making things happen in action. Drop out your contact one more time before we go to this break. www.flagshiplabelmke.com I appreciate that, brother. I'm going to drop something else. All right. this. Party To the script, yeah. cultures, races, different faces, yeah. dance floor. Yeah. They wanna hear more. Love, peace, and having fun. Get old games and big ass guns, blunts, herbs, pens and papers, indies, majors, labels and deals, whips, rims, master field, chains, chomps, grills and gangsters, prison, jail, parole and bail. I like Jesus, Moses, Jah, or Elohim. Which one is God? Family, friends, lovers and haters. Do I tell them now or do I wait till later? Time, clocks, calendars, alarms. Look at the sundown. On my left arm, paper, plastic, credit, or debit. Poets, rappers, ready to set it from the stage. Block, right to the booth. Close your mouth, the truth speaks the proof. Beats, drums, beer, and yak with some water back. I take it like that. Mind over matter, read between the lines, email. 
Miltex, kites to my head like the very first on planet Earth. Mr. 414, give me some hope. This world with the real and never look back. We riding that track. I like it like that. Have been able 
you know, we've been bringing that. They, that's what they represent. They've just been able to do that in their lives. And, I mean, it's a strong thing for me. So, like, I don't take none of it for granted. And we thank you for sharing your know-how and what, you, what you've what you been through and how you build what you're doing because there's some people out there that just need that spark, that just need that little bit of inspiration, that just need to be able to just, you know, know that it's, it's on and popping and that it's really happening right now for people like yourself that's um, creative, you know what I mean, and, and, and still uh, trying to be self-expressive and still trying to self-create and, and trying to recreate and, and making it happen. So that's what's up, man. We salute you. You know what I'm talking about? All right. And uh, let me also add this. I just want everybody to know, no matter what you're doing right now, like seriously, if you don't know how to draw, you don't know how it is, it's always something you can do. Just just really try to find yourself and always build with yourself and build with other people and network because just because you're not running a whole show by yourself doesn't mean that you're not a part of something. And you can be a part of something that has the equal, that equal feeling of this is mine. So, it's you know, right. just everybody needs to try to, you know. Because we all got to do our part, part and we got to connect. You know, yeah. connect, and we got to respect. That's why I want you to hold on to the line, man. We got Brother Jesse on the line. Now, Brother Jesse, man, is, is, is power moving, has a lot of things going on, and I want him to be able to, you know, chime in to this conversation. You on the line, big brother? Peace. Yes, sir, I am, my brother. Peace. All right. Introduce yourself to the people, man, right quick, for those who may have not heard the name and don't know the history. Let them know who you are and what you do, bro. Yes, sir. I'm Brother Jesse Muhammad. I'm a staff writer for the Final Call newspaper, which was published and founded by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. I'm based in Houston, Texas. I'm also a budding and learning student, uh, motivational speaker that targets um, youth and young adults, high school, college students, and middle school students. I also do a graphic design. I love the blog and just overall just love to utilize all the talents I have to uplift people, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, Brother Jesse, man, it's, it's great to have you join us and join us in on the conversation right here. I'm glad you took time out to holler at us because I know you got a lot of things going on on the ground in Houston. You're connecting with a lot of different movements. And, I mean, just mentioning, just mentioning, period, the Nation of Islam and the, the final call. I mean, that's the, that's a global network of, of mass communication and being able to create a reprogramming for people that need news sources and that need awareness and that need, you know, updates on things that's going on. Talk to us a little bit about that experience and, and, and what that's about as far as the meaning of the final call. For people that may not know, they may have seen the brothers, you know, with the bow ties on, on industries. Uh, they may, you know, have heard of it. May have seen their grandpops had one up under his bed a long time ago or something, but talk about a little bit about, you know, what the meaning of that final call is. Absolutely. Well, um, as you stated, somebody actually er asked me earlier, what was the meaning behind the name, the final call? That's right. That's so right. The word final is something means last, and a call is a wake-up. And as you notice on the front of the paper, for those that have seen it, we have the symbol, the trumpet. And the Honorable Muhammad said that if he could pick any symbol to represent what his mission is all about, he would pick that trumpet because the trumpet is used in the military to wake up armies. It's a wake-up call. It's a blast. And music also has a penetrating effect on people. And his mission is about the mentally and spiritually resurrection of people all around this country and throughout the world. So therefore, so therefore, the final call is a message that even if we are trying to ride a plane or trying to ride a bus, if you don't take heed to that final call, you're going to have a high cost. You're going to miss your destination. So therefore, it's a call to wake up. Now, at this present time, the final call newspaper doing this harsh economic times actually now remains the only nationally distributed black-owned newspaper in the country. 
So therefore, this paper is in all major markets, but it's also read in Africa, the Isles of the Pacific, Jamaica, the United Kingdom, and London. And this paper has an impact because it gives us perspective from our people that mainstream media may overlook. Example is um, with this recent cover story that I was blessed to do on last week dealing with the anniversary of Hurricane Katrina, I was able to give two success stories of two women who have been able to overcome post-Katrina conditions to start their own businesses. Now, that's a perspective that many newspapers and media outlets don't give because they only look at the suffering, which is still real, but also to give the other side of it, which is empowerment. So the Final Call newspaper has a perspective that has been going on now for 30 years that has impacted not only people here in America and not only just black people, but people all around the country. That's right. So um, based on based on what you've experienced and how you've grown to um, be a part of that phenomenal, just historical institution, that, that whole piece, um, doing your individual work, tell us a little bit about how that sort of budded and how you start doing um, your mentoring and your outreach to the young people. Right. Well, I, I definitely um, have to give credit uh, to the Supreme Being for God in my life. Uh, when I was in high school, playing basketball, you know, I was trying to be, I had a hoop dream. I wanted to make it to the NBA just like the other brothers. And what happened is my older brother just came home from the military and he put in this audio tape with this man talking about, I accept the challenge. And this man was talking very bold and he was talking about how many of us don't have um, worthy goals in our lives. Many of us are running from difficulty. Many of us have fears. And when I was young in high school, I was kind of shy had some certain fears in my, you know, inside of me, even though, you know, uh, on the block, you know, we all can scrap and fight a little bit here and there. But when right. it comes to being successful in life, there's other type of fears that come inside of us. So I asked my brother, I said, who is that man? He said, that's Minister Farrakhan. I said, whoa, man, I ain't never heard nobody speak like that. And from that day forward, that tape became my pregame meditation where I would listen to it. And so um, as I actually decided to join the Nation of Islam right before my freshman year in college at Prairie View A&M University, it was during that time that I was able to join the student ministry class, learn the mechanics of speaking, but even deeper, brother, to learn that speaking and motivation is not about vanity, it's not about applause, but it's about making connection with people to provide them with information that can help reform their lives and also to reform their communities. So when I got to college, brother, I did a lot of practicing of theories that I read and I was able at Prairie View to strive to hone my skills. I'm still learning. And what I decided to do after I got out of college, um, I majored in engineering, which would be a surprise to many people. And when I got out, I was um, had a couple jobs, but it didn't work out. I actually got fired from one after 30 days, which was based upon racial discrimination. I went to teach for five years in some of the worst schools in, in um, Houston, as well as at a great charter school. And, but this was the um, comics point for me, brother. I had been blessed with so many talents that I was going home very unhappy because I felt that I could not give the world all that Brother Jesse had after 5 o'clock. And then I couldn't work a 9 to 5 and then try to do all the other stuff I wanted to do. So I stepped out on faith, did what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, which is do for self. And I resigned from my job. And ever since then, the last two, two and a half years going on three, I've been working for myself. And it's an exciting feeling. But it's because I heard Minister Farrakhan's voice, which in truth, like many brothers and many who, and sisters who are listening to this call, I grew up in a single-parent household uh, with my mother, have not known who my real father is to this day. I'm still trying to find out. 
So that man actually became the father I never had. So that's my source of inspiration in my example. Yes, sir. Just for a quick second, you mentioned the three words that's that's so critical, especially right now um, in these times where, you know, some people um, can't, um, find employment or they may not be able to like regain employment after losing their job, so on and so forth. And now the whole philosophy and the science and the action and uh, practice of doing for self is, is those three words right there. Explain a little bit, like the, uh, a little deeper for the people who um, may not ever, um, may not ever came across that teaching from the, the Honorable Minister Elijah Muhammad that actually um, brought that to light just in those three words, but explain to some people who may not have ever um, even heard that term. Well, what does that really mean? How can you just go out on faith and do for self? What does that mean? Well, of course, it, it, it takes courage. You know, I, I'm not going to sit here in front to you that just because I heard it being told to me that I should, that it was easy for me. You know, sometimes it's easy to get comfortable with that check, even when we live in check to check, and there's no guarantees, and you you, you got to learn the mechanics, but you know, I have learned that we were not created to be mediocre individuals. We were created to master all things that we put our mind to. So, therefore, when you're talking about do for self, I'm not saying haphazardly just go tell your boss right now today, hey, man, I quit, and you don't have a plan. No, everything has to be done mathematically. So what I was able to do uh, as I was working the jobs at my at the schools, I was setting up clientele with friends and letting them know what I was planning to do ahead of time. I got a couple of brothers lined up that that I had did many favors for. See, I was blessed that by following Minister Farrakhan, we have done so much free service for people in the community, not asking for anything in return, and it's out of sincerity. So when you're striving and you're helping other people, they'll come to your aid. So when I started doing many ventures, most of the people that supported me were my own friends and family. And that helped me through the first first year. So if you got a plan of action you would like to get off your job, strategically now start thinking while you're giving that nine to five to that other individual, see how what talents and skills you have. Can you start selling clothes? Can you make your own T shirts? Can you start singing on the side and make money? Do you have an album? Can you rap like my brother here who's hosting this show? Do you have a workshop that you can do? Can you write books? We have so much that we can do that we're holding ourselves back that this economy now is forcing us to tap into our talents. And I'll give you an example. I read the book Think and Grow Rich by um, Dennis Kimbrough, originally wrote by Napoleon Hill, and he told a story about a man who had worked for a company for 30 whole years. And when he got fired, the media interviewed him, and that man said, I can't believe they would fire me. I gave 30 years of my life. You know what the reporter said to him? The reporter said, well, sir, don't you know within that 30 years, Within eight years, you could have been a doctor. Within another eight, you could have been a lawyer. Within another four, you could have graduated from college. And then with the rest of you, you could have been making money. And the guy right. said, wow. Meaning that all that time you was giving to somebody else on the side, you could have been building something for yourself. Because I'm sorry to tell people, we can't pass on jobs to our children. So we have to ask ourselves, what are we building for ourselves that we can have a legacy for our children to pass on? Because we can't pass on nine to fives because tomorrow – that nine to five might not even be there. That's right. Shout out your website and your contact information one time for him, Brother Jesse. Absolutely. Well, they can go ahead and connect with me as I connected with you on Twitter.com slash Brother Jesse, spelled out B-R-O-T-H-E-R-J-E-S-S-E, and just go to my profile, and you'll see the link to my blog as well as go to FinalCall.com and check out all of the blogs and news from that great newspaper. 
That's what it is. You're not tuned in to Viva Fidel International Revolutionary Radio. As he just said, we connecting out here. We're not just actually just tweeting. Um, we actually happen to be meeting and greeting. And, and, you know, we actually, you know, know similar people already mutually, and um, that's the connection, and that's how it's really supposed to go because once you're really on the same path doing the work, you're going to meet the people that you're supposed to meet. That's why we set up the platform to have outreach to the people right here, and you can connect with us if you have any questions, you have any suggestions, you have any people that you want us to have on the show, any music that you want to submit to us, you can send it in to Viva Fidel promo at gmail.com. It's the second season, and we're going in hard. We're just starting out with a bang. It's never a sleeper episode. Everybody we bring on is thoroughly connected and on the ground, on the, in the community, actually breaking bread with the people and making power moves, making it happen. Uh, Brother Charles, say what's up to Jesse, man. You on the line still? Yes, I am. How you doing, Jesse? How you doing, Brother man, I'm, Jesse? I'm doing great, my brother, man. I've been enjoying. I was sitting here enjoying with your words uh, earlier, man. That's a great, great accomplishment, man. Thank you, thank you so much, man. And I, I, I love the accomplishments you have made yourself, and you know, joining out into this business venture yourself. It's yes, hard, sir. but I'm glad you're here. Oh yes, sir. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You know, uh, brother Viva, I was thinking on something I heard when I was back in high school. The student minister here in Houston, uh, Robert Muhammad, he said something that I've shared with other people, and I totally disagree with when I first heard it as a youngster. He said that our biggest fear is now we don't fear uh, failure. He said because most of us, we done had cars repoed, we done been evicted, foreclosed on, done lost jobs. So we're acquainted, you know, with failure. He said, but our biggest fear is that most of us fear success. And I said, nah, I, I just can't get with that. But as I got older and got to college and started having a little small success, mm-hmm. a little fear started jumping into you because people start noticing you, mm-hmm. more responsibility start coming, and now there's attention, but even deeper, there's a voice within yourself that says, hey, if you stepped out and did it this once, why would you resort back to being a mediocre individual so now the pressure is on for you to keep that going because no real person once they shown that greatness want to go back to those fearful ways. So I applaud this brother. I applaud you and anybody else that's out there trying to do for themselves and build themselves up because it can be fearful, but it's definitely necessary. Absolutely, brother. It's necessary to the point where, you know, just the small inspirations that we have to galvanize with each other. I always tell people, you know, let's share our victories. You know, we got to talk about the victories. Just like you said a little while ago about sharing the positive side or the overcoming side of the story years later uh, from the Katrina story that may not have been shared nowhere else. You may not see that anywhere else, but it's so important for us to share our victories, bro. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's why... Um, you know, I used to be ashamed to tell people uh, that my mother overcame a drug addiction. I used to be ashamed to tell them that me and my two older brothers got um, abandoned in an apartment for almost a year by ourselves when I was in elementary school, and nobody knew. My teachers didn't know that I was going back and forth to an apartment that was boarded up, no lights on for almost a year while I was in the second grade. I didn't. I used to be ashamed to tell people that, but once I got older and realized that, hey, one man's trials is another man's triumph. We should not be ashamed of what has made us, what we had to come through to get to where we are. We all need to tell our stories, and that's why I tell people, they always ask, man, Brother Jesse, how do I become a motivational speaker? I said, just tell your story. 
And that's I right. say once that's you right. start telling your story, people will listen. Why? Because there's nothing new under the sun. You're not the only one that doesn't have a father in the house. You're not the only one that has lost a job. You're not the only one that's going through financial difficulty. You're not the only one that's wealthy. So go and tell somebody how you did it. Then you next thing you know, you become a motivational speaker. So well, I, I, I know. Are, there you go. Exactly. Just look within yourself. There you go. Tell us about some of the things you got coming up, man. Where you gonna be? You're a busy brother. Oh man, well I'm actually um preparing well number one I'm working on um these um great story assignments that I got from our um newly appointed editor, brother Richard. And okay. looking at this um dealing with the swine flu vaccination um thing that's going on nation and worldwide. Also mm-hmm. looking at some injustices that's going on in Mississippi as well as um doing a follow up piece. Um many people don't know, but Charity Hospital in New Orleans is still closed, which was the number one facility for treating the mentally ill in New Orleans, and now suicides in New Orleans are at an all-time high. So I'm doing an investigative story, you know, on that, as well as some pieces about um, some local um, Texas business alliances that have been doing empowerment um, seminars for, for minority women to get them started in entrepreneurship. So that's the first thing, and then I'm excited that school has started. When September hits, um, we'll start back hitting the ground running, trying to reach as many youth as we can to give them an uplifting message to prepare them for their destination. So I'm, I got a lot going on, brother, but I'm very excited. Right. And it's not a day. Not a day yeah. goes by where I'm not excited. That's what I'm talking about, brother. Let's keep that energy up, keep that frequency high. Tell us a little bit about what your feedback or what your learnings may be in regards to this swine flu situation and the going back to school and what some of the people should be looking out for. Well, we actually here in Houston just had uh, one of our, our researchers in the Nation of Islam, Brother Kevin A. Muhammad. Uh, he was here this past week going on a tour of media outlets as well as did a big workshop on this past Saturday that I filmed. And uh, God willing, we will have that posted on YouTube um, by the end of the week. But this brother was educating on us that this so-called crisis that they're surrounding with swine flu and this, that, and other you know, it's all of the, all a cover for these mass vaccinations that they're talking about um, injecting with our people. And if you would go on his website, you know, I don't consider myself an expert. I have to consider myself informed. But if you go right. to his website, it's kamohammed.net. This brother has a wealth of information, an interview with the National Minister of Health, Dr. Aline Muhammad. For, they went this 12-part interview where they went in depth on what people should really be concerned about why you shouldn't be taking these vaccinations. You know, even myself personally, when I got in the nation, you know, our children, even when they're born, they don't take vaccinations, and we're not to take vaccination when we go to school. So they actually threatened to kick me out of prayer view my freshman year if I didn't take the vaccination. I told them, I don't know what you put in those things, you know. So it's something that we all need to pay attention to, all of our, the parents that are putting their children in these schools and That's even right. – um, uh, we have to start educating ourselves on why we shouldn't be taking these vaccinations. So there's a lot of information on his website at kamohammed.net, and that brother will educate you thoroughly on it. Yeah, and see, that's that's important. we got to definitely communicate that information. We appreciate you dropping that on us, bro, because uh, it, it dawned on me a little something harder earlier this morning. They had the mayor of Milwaukee on the radio, and they asked him what could he do, because they, 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 they instituted, uh, quote-unquote, takeover of the Milwaukee public school system, and they basically asked him, so what are you going to do to make the uh, school system better uh, than what the board was doing? And uh, he said, I'm going to make sure all the kids get immunized. Mm-hmm. And, uh, all right. 
I said, wow, okay, so he, he you know, he just put it all out there because he didn't have nothing else to say. He ain't got no plan as far as, you know, making the school system better or creating a better situation for the young folks. He actually said, you know, I'm going to make sure they all get these shots that we got coming up. And and that's been a lot of the hype that's going on in the, in the national media about back to school, back to the swine flu situation. So it's definitely something people should be a little concerned about when they're talking about mandatory vaccinations and things of that nature. So shout out that website one more time and yours again too, brother. Absolutely. You can go to net. Check out Brother Kevin's website about the anti-swine flu vaccination campaign. And you can check me out on Twitter.com forward slash Brother Jesse, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, J-E-S-S-E. And you can connect to my blog and all other websites that I work with. Yeah, Brother Jesse goes hard on Twitter and in, in a very enlightening fashion, I might add. Um, that's important. And once again, man, um, as far as, you know, you said you love to blog. I want you to, you know, uh, Give me give me a little bit of background on that and how you got to because I read a lot of your work and I mean you're a great writer and everything is like well put together and I want to just you know salute you on that first but then also you know tell me how you got started on creating that sort of presence and where you think that's going. No, I definitely appreciate that, brother. You know, I I went underground for like a whole year and I went and studied the best um, sure. I underground as much as I could. I, I've downloaded and read so much stuff on blogging. And at first I had it going on and, you know, going in, you know, at the end of last year, and I really didn't know what my niche was and what I actually wanted to do. But what I learned is that, you know, blogging just like Twitter, Facebook, and linked up, LinkedIn and everything, you know, it's just another vehicle by which to reach people. And as you stated, you know, with the Twitter and anything that I'm doing, you know, I don't really try to post anything that's talking about, you know, but just just got through eating a meal. Man, that food at McDonald's was great, even though I don't eat at McDonald's. But my point is that, I don't try to waste one second, meaning that if I'm going to post something, I will hope that somebody on the blogosphere, on Twitter, on Facebook will be touched and enlightened, but also it's not just for them. That information is for me, too, because everything right. I post is a boomerang. So when right. I got into blogging, man, it was just really another vehicle and a resource to let people know, you know, what was going on in the world, what's going on with the final call, what's information, certain news stories that are being overlooked, you know, so just trying to get a niche. But I'm being real, too. You know, there's other vehicles by which I'm able to make extra income. People like to advertise on the blog, you know, and people like to be featured on there. So, again, trying to do for self, as my brother on here would know, you got to have multiple streams of income. And I learned by reading that there's people who make money out Twitter, blogging, Facebook, all this while they sleep. So I said, well, heck, if they can do it, why I can't? So I started learning. At first, I thought I had to be on there all day long. But then when I started learning all these automated vehicles, that people use where you ain't got to be online, but they keep posting. I said, oh, man, it's on now. So uh, so since then, I've been able to use these type of uh, vehicles to make money, but it's really more important about empowering people, brother. And that's what I, I have learned from Minister Farrakhan, man. When you serve the people, the reward right, that yeah. you're looking for, right. it's going to come automatically, man. So all of these vehicles that I have is just to serve people. That's what it is, brother. And we once again thank you for all your work and just dropping by on us and letting us know a little bit more about what you're doing, what you got going on. And I also wanted to know, too, um, just on the ground level down there in Houston and um, some of your experience with the young people, what sort of the temperament and the feedback you're getting in some of your work and your workshops and your speeches as far as uh, where the heads and the minds of the young folks at? You know, man, this uh, that's a wonderful question. Uh, it's nothing like getting feedback. I actually um, 
just got an email from a college freshman who uh, <laughs> who was hitting me up and telling me that he had just faced something I had talked to him about at a school that I spoke at last year, and it was about those credit predators that be posted up in the lunchroom, and they give you this free T-shirt and basketball goal and tell you when it come in the mail, don't use it. Right, <laughs> and he right. And Mr. Mo- he said, Mr. Muhammad, I passed by that table. Man, the basketball goal and the T-shirt was there, just like you said, and I didn't sign up, man, because I didn't want to fall into that credit trap. See, like that, see, I made that mistake when I was in college. And to be right. able to tell a young person what don't don't go through that, and he actually did it, man. That's the greatest award in the world. So now his credit go be protected because he ain't gonna fall for the for the traps because he first learned that he had to get educated on it before he get a credit card. So the feedback is always great. I get constant emails from young people, constant emails from teachers, constant emails from mothers that are just saying that a small word that I was able to give that I've learned from Minister Farrakhan and Elijah Muhammad that I'm able to give has helped them. So further, the feedback, you know, has been great. And the greatest thing about this is having to follow up, which is always the platinum rule of any business that you have. You got to follow up. So I like talking to them afterwards. I got many college students that I'm still mentoring through school. Some that have already graduated. Some have already started their businesses. So the feedback has great. It's been great. So it's just definitely an inspiration to keep on going. Right. That's a big thing, man. And once again, we want to make sure everybody has a way to connect with you. So shout it out one more time before we get out of here. Absolutely. You can connect with me on Twitter.com forward slash Brother Jesse, B-R-O-T-H-E-J-E-S-S-E. And you can connect to my blog through Twitter as well. That's what it is. And, uh, Charles, shoot out your information one more time, bro. www.flagshiplabelmke.com. And as well, you can catch me at Twitter at twitter.com forward slash C flagship label. That's what it is, C flagship label. And you're now tuned in to Viva Fidel Revolutionary Radio. We're connecting comrades from all over the globe right here. And you can always check the Viva Fidel on, on Twitter, and you can check it on MySpace, and you can check it on Facebook, and so on and so forth. And you can get with these brothers because, I mean, it's all going down in synchronization around here. That's what it is. We thank you all for your time. Thank you all for tuning in. And we got some powerful shows lined up for the second season. Make sure you peek the archives because, I mean, it's, it's, it goes deep. We got a lot of different varieties of, of authors, artists, business people, entrepreneurs. There's a lot of insight um, that kind of blow your mind right there. I speak with a lot of people, and, I, and I'm trying to understand our our everyday mind frame that we need to keep flowing as far as the inspiration amongst all of us who are doing the work and actually um, are not scared of that success, as Brother Jesse talks about. And, and it's, it's real. It's real, yo. And so for real, we thank y'all for tuning in to Revolutionary Radio.
Do you believe in revelations? What's your definition of revolution? Do you live like a black Christ? Or is you waiting on the afterlife? What about heaven on earth? What about the virgin birth and the child of sin? On a slave ship named Jesus Floating across the triangle of trade On the bloody red ocean Carrying Muhammad and Moses Get down, get down, get down, get down Get down, get down, get down, get down Well can you tell me about the devil in human form? Whether you read the Bible, study the Torah Or skim the Quran Do you believe in Adam and Eve? What do you know about ancient African dynasties? What about this modern day Pharaoh? What he got up his sleeve? You do the math, witness the bloodbath Wars in the name of mind control Also known as religion Some call it racism A very, very wicked system in economics and education New era slavery on corporate plantations Extreme police surveillance Anybody wanna speak on it? Huh? Get down, get down, get down, get down on supplying the daily doses of dopeness. What can you tell me about selling out? Taste and please focus on supplying the daily doses of dopeness. What can you tell me about? Taste and please focus on supplying the daily doses of dopeness. What can you tell me about selling out? Snitching and incriminating. Is it all fake or was it just a big mistake? Why is you wearing that crucifix? Do you know that's politics? Are you worshiping a picture? Can I rewrite your scriptures? Just question the whole thing. What's next for the king? What does your future hold? Who's really in control? A man in the clouds, does he hear your prayers? If you scream real loud. Get down, get down, get down, get down. Get down, get down, get down, get down. Get down, get down, get down, get down. Get down, get down, get down, get down.